Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And look, unfortunately, just like that, Carlton's undefeated start to the 2023 season has come to an end at the hands of the Adelaide Crows <laughs> in an awful showing to kick off gather round, the first ever game of that particular special round. And look, Lockie, you're a bit more optimistic and confident probably <laughs> headed into this game as mm-hmm. I was, not to try and throw any shade or anything like that. And no, no, go ahead. There's been a bit of an emotional response from the fans, and particularly myself. And so I really kind of want to get yep. your thoughts and perspective on this because hmm. how everything played out, like I've had a couple of issues going into this season and a couple of things I was a bit apprehensive about even going into this game. And it all kind of came to a head and was on show in this game. So knowing that you're a bit more level-headed hmm. than me, I kind of want to get your reaction and your thoughts and where you're kind of sitting with Carlton, the team, everything that's going on, very broad perspective. Lockie, I guess, how are you feeling after that loss to the Adelaide Crows? I hope you're not expecting too much optimism. I'm definitely got a bit of a different tone to what I did last week. Um, yes, a little bit too cocky in uh, looking back <laughs> on it. Um, I think I feel like we have mentioned over the last few weeks that we still have so many questions and we're yes. so unsure about where we sit. And yeah, I'm now even more confused. Mm. Probably like this is the most confused I've been about where this team is at that I can remember mm. because the first four weeks of the season were not great, but we were winning. So how, like, how could I not be at least optimistic that, well, you know, if we're not really putting it all together now, why mm. can't we do it first of the season? So it, it should should have been clearer that a performance like this was on the cards. Um, so I, all I can do is hope that this is just, yeah, just yeah. something that we're well, going to put in the past. And that's kind of, I think, how every fan's feeling at the moment. I know that's me where last week on the Build Up show, I tried to be a bit more optimistic and taking that opinion of I'm, I'm sick of being a bit doom and gloom and thinking that like this loss is going to happen. I was trying to like think, okay, we're, we are getting the wins. We're doing enough. I'm seeing little bits of improvement. Let's just try and, and get mm. positive. But then, yeah, this kind of loss happens in the, and it, it's less about the the margin. It's, it's all about the performance and what we saw. And yep. it was everything that we had issues with going into <laughs> it. And look, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to cover absolutely everything. Cool. Where I kind of want to start off is reflecting on that match build-up, the things that we're wanting to see, and I guess diving into it that way because I kind of want to selfishly start with what I was talking about, which uh, is Mm -hmm. normally what I like to do. But I guess my kind of take and my main focus was don't get beaten with what we know. And that was, I mentioned the the Crows' strong post-clearance stats that they were mm-hmm. that burst from stoppage, high work rate, they dominate those ground balls, and that this game was so heavy on the midfield. We need to win it there because if we don't, they're really good at taking it away on those ground balls and, and moving it. So I guess kind of what – yeah, and we'll talk about the midfield in a, in a bit more depth, but I guess kind of a little bit of a view on getting beaten by the, the stats that I kind of approached mm. with you. In saying, because yeah, I guess going with that positive mindset, you were going, where are they going to beat us? I presented a little bit. What are your thoughts on what did transpire <laughs> in that aspect? Uh, I mean, I I can't get past talking about the midfield. Like, I, that's where my mind is wanting to jump in straight away. So 
I'll, do you want I'll to start it and we'll get back to everything else? Because we Let's can do, do it. We can. We'll be here for about half an hour on the midfield because it's it's a yeah. big talking point. We lost the battle considerably. Couldn't win the contested ball or win a clearance. We've probably only looked good in that Geelong game so far. So, yeah, how are you feeling about the midfield? What are the problems? How are we fixing it? Let's deep dive into this. Players are too samey. I think we've yeah. been uh, we've been saying it each week that it's like we're getting the wins, but not sure about about it. Uh, it's too samey for me. We're like we need to get a Zach Fisher type in there, mm. and Zach Fisher isn't the Zach Fisher type. So, <laughs> um, Walsh came in, and I thought personally, I thought he was one of our better players, and mm. main, maybe that's just because he's a bit different to these guys because mm. Cripps, um, you know, Hewitt is there's something wrong there. Um, yeah. The midfield. So I'm not normally the guy that's like, let's try something crazy, but like, I want need to see something different in that midfield. Give me someone mm. next week with some good CBAs that isn't this core that we've seen to start this season because it's not good enough. Yeah, I guess I kind of want to press you on this a little bit more because this is a midfield that, we've, apart from maybe an Ed Kerno, like that's what we've had as our best midfield on paper. It's what we saw. <laughs> for some chunks last season, whether some personnel were out, but it was kind of like, that's the core of what we think is good. What obviously we've been saying, we want a few other players in there, but if we want this big contested side of things, like that's our, that's our one would as a David King would kind of say, where does that sit with you? Because like, how are we doing things differently? Should we have to do things differently when those are our best midfielders? Where are the problems lying apart from just it being a different personnel that you want in there. Because if we're winning the clearances with our best clearance players, then kind of everything else should fall into it. But if those players aren't winning the clearances, will a a faster player or someone else change things? Where are you kind of seeing that aspect of it? Because we just weren't getting our hands on the ball, which was the biggest issue. No, you're right. In in this instance, that was a big issue, but it wasn't the only issue because when we are clearing it, it's only one aspect. The way that, mm. like, I, I've never really gone off on this podcast, and I'm not going to go off yet. Oh, please, please. <laughs> no, it's not there. It, we're recording this on Monday evening. If we were doing this, like, Friday morning, oh, uh, yeah. maybe I would. <laughs> um, and this isn't a new thing for us. But the way that we are going inside 50 is, oh. like, disgraceful. And so mm. even if we are clearing the ball, like, the way that Adelaide put the ball to their players' advantage basically every time. It's, yeah. it's almost like we don't care to put mm. it to advantage. It's like if it's in there, it's in there. And mm. sometimes Charlie will take a hanger. Sometimes TDK will take a hanger. That is just – if that is the game plan, mm. I want to throw up because yep. that genuinely feels like it is. Like tell me that that isn't the game plan. Just get it in there. I mean, that's that's half the issue, and we will touch on the coaching later. But it feels as if yeah. I don't I don't know if they don't know what the game plan is. I don't know what the idea is because we've we've been sold that we're a heavy contested side. Why well, I've got the mm-hmm. big balls in there, but as we're saying, like it's very one pace that when it's not going right, which at times it hasn't. North cleaned us up. Didn't look good. Against Richmond, their efficiency, I think, let them down. They could have easily killed us with the way yeah. they were moving the ball through the midfield. So this isn't something new that we're reacting to and we're overreacting to. This is something we've seen a bit of last yes. year and particularly this year. It's kind of all just come to a head from this game. And 
There's a lack of work rate from that midfield mix. We get hurt on the spread. I think players are getting sucked into the contest. You're seeing it. How many times did Adelaide have their, whether it was some of their midfielders or high half forwards push up, everyone goes to the ball. As soon as they break out, we just can't go with them. And so when we're not winning that contested ball, which we think we should be with that mix, it's everything else. And then when, when, and different things that you're speaking about there is when we did win the ball, it was fumbling, which just put more pressure onto us. The, it doesn't seem like there's a purpose when we do win the ball that we've got, okay, I know this player is going to be here. This guy's going to come running and I can get the handball out. It's I'm under pressure. I'm fumbly. I handball to another guy under even more pressure. He is, he's indecisive. And I don't know if that's again, is it personnel? Is it that these guys haven't gelled a lot this season? Is it Hewitt's underdone? Kennedy underdone? Walsh Mm. obviously played quite well, but his first game of the year, but Mm. there's so many questions and I'm not sure I have, answers to it and touching yep. then again on the inside 50 because this was another big issue i i think everyone's having and some of it can be explained by us having so much pressure on the ball carrier that i don't have time to look inside 50 mm-hmm. and so it is just a rushed kick mm. but it but it's sometimes again it feels as if when we do have a bit of time and space we're not even looking for it it's just that's all my mind's thinking i'm getting it into and hoping that yep. we're just going to get bailed out by a big key forwards. And that's kind of what's been happening even when we have played and won games this season. Harry and Charlie have been bailing us out with these big contested marks. All of a sudden, that doesn't necessarily work as much this week. And, and look what happens. I, I guess, what are your other issues with hmm. this midfield? And do you have any kind of solutions for it at all? Oh, God, no. God, no. <laughs> I, I, I Because, again, like you said, it's just it's just so many questions about Mm. and a lot of it is like the personnel like you said or is it the personnel or is it the game plan and or is it the game plan and then the decision making of the players like yeah are we what's the what's the reason why we're so hesitant to just try and hit a lead or Mm. you know or or why the forwards aren't wanting to lead is it is it the spacing of Mm. other guys is it the work rate of harry and charlie that that doesn't seem likely to me um, it's all mm. just questions, and I wish we could just be inside and understand these answers. Because is 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 Vossi looking at the way that we're going inside fifty and going, they're not executing what I'm looking for, or mm. is he going, well, they're executing it, but it's just not converting. I don't know. Yeah, Put, putting in the hot seat. I know it's hard, so it's this is not a conclusive answer. If you were to have to not fence it and say Hmm. it's personnel and whether that's personnel on the park, not being up to up to it or personnel making the poor decisions, not executing game plan or it's coaching and structure. Where would you, you know, gun to your, to your head? What would you be selecting there? Cause it's a hard one. And I'll, I'll put myself under the pump and have to answer it afterwards as well. This is the first week that I feel like it is coaching. Mm. Yeah. Because I just cannot see, like I'm not saying that the personnel and everything is perfect. Yes, but but I just need I need someone mm. to tell me what we're trying to do if it isn't just get it long or get it forward mm. at all cost. Mm. No, I I kind of agree, and I, I agree with you on both points. Clearly, I don't. I'm not sure the list is right, and no. there's clearly we've got injuries, and there's a lot of different things that as this season's progressing, there are issues 
definitely with them. And I think that as we touch on and we'll get into the coach talk a little bit later in more depth, some pressure does need to come onto these players because like how many coaches can you have and, and all mm-hmm. of that chatter, mentality, all of that piece. But when the same things keep happening and it doesn't seem like things are getting addressed, it does feel like there's big question marks going on to those coaches. Uh, and I'm very excited to get into that chat. But the last thing I'll kind of maybe touch on, yep. there's probably two things I want to talk about this midfield at the moment. Mm-hmm. And one of them, while we talk about this transitional play, because that's been poor. Obviously, there's the defensive side of this midfield that got absolutely torched. Adelaide just showed us a lesson. The high mm-hmm. half forwards in this forward, the smalls, because I think that the key tools are doing enough. We know they're superstars. Any issues, I'll say, is structure or coaching on their part. Because if they're not getting to the right spaces... I agree. Then I'm putting I'm putting it on the coaches there. So let's talk about the others. And, and one thing I'm, I'm noticing a little bit and I'd love to get maybe your perspective and your thoughts, whether you kind of agree. I'm worried that maybe mm-hmm. our high half forwards are pushing up a little too high. And I'll, I'll throw Zach Fisher under the bus in this one because a fair few weeks we've been seeing a few of his possessions super high up the ground. Now, I'm not sure if that's directive. I'm not sure what the answer mm-hmm. is. There's been times that I've found he moves very high up the ground, Silvani's high up the ground, even the other smalls. They're pushing up to try and influence this contest. And clearly that's not working because... All of a sudden, we'll win possession, stream forward. We have no options. There is no one ahead of the ball. Now, either that's work rate, they're not being able to push and move the and, and get into the right spots, or they're too mm. high and they're not in those positions. And there's just mm. a few of those things because there's lack of spread, there's lack of options from these smalls and these high half forwards to create options. And then when they're there in the forward line and they are deep, what are our leading lanes in the forward line? Yeah. Like we talk, we talk about when we're transitioning the ball from defense and then there's no one moving and it's, it's the whole thing. And I, is this coaching? Like what is going on? The, the structure seems poor. And I, I don't want to just sound like I'm overreacting to this, but it's been what it has been. And it's all season. It's just kind of finally hurt us. I, like, what are your kind of thoughts on that? Cause the amount of times we're not there, and there's an out number and we've just bombed it forward and Harry's trying to take a mark over four blokes. There's no options when we've got it. And so like sometimes I feel sorry for the midfield when they do burst with the ball because you look up and you see, oh, there's no one. But then mm-hmm. other times they're just kicking it to anywhere. So it's a bit of both, but I guess what's yeah. your kind of perspective on, on the, how the forwards are, are, are moving in that forward line and pushing around the ground? Because even when they are up, sorry mm. to just keep, adding on to no, no. so many streams of consciousness but even when they are pushing up well they're not affecting the contest so it's like well what the they're just everyone's no. in no man's land it seems like at the moment it's just confusion yep. all around well it, it's funny you bring that up because i i hadn't kind of had that as much as a thought in, like in this game or over the past few weeks because i've been so focused on your second point about like the leading lanes yeah. and the the clogged up nature of our forward 50 bad man it doesn't make sense that both of those two things can be can be true but they're not i agree that they're not impacting that contest enough so why are they out there if that's if that's how we're going to roll with it um oh man just there's just so many questions and the one Mm. point that i just wanted to make and this is again this is now my stream of consciousness not necessarily on this point yeah with all of this uncertainty that we still have, and I think maybe this is why I've been so optimistic 
to start this season where it's like, I don't, I don't know where we fall in this, yeah. in, in the spectrum of this season and looking at other teams. And you could call me the most delusional man on the planet right now, but I'm going to say this because I actually believe it. I think we could still win the premiership year, this year. And I think mm. we could, we could obviously absolutely miss finals too. Yeah, the, the where we are in at, by the end of this season, I have zero fucking clue. And if if we make the grand final, I'm not going to be the most shocked man because, mm. like, there there is things here that can work if we put them together. And in this game, I don't. I hope you mm. don't want to talk about positives in this because I don't have them. Yeah, that's no, my like. Next- that's see, look at this. The tables are turning. You're giving me the inspirational speech halfway through this, and oh, I'm feeling a little bit more up and about because that's that's the kind of perspective I was trying to take last week and trying to get a bit more positivity, I guess, going and heading into this game. Where, like, if you just look at the talent, like high end talent on this list, mm-hmm. it's there. Clearly, the the bottom rung is when that underperforms, when things aren't going right, that hurts us. And what hurt us in this yes. game was the top talent wasn't there particularly that that midfield clearly that was any blind freddy could have watched that game and told you the issue and why we lost that football game it was not hard fixing it's the issue and it's it's why i do kind of agree with that point as delusional fans as we are that as badly as it is and as badly as things have been when we kind of know the issue but maybe don't exactly know how to fix it it can turn around like all of a sudden Something yeah, happens, tweaks are made, that midfield fixes it. That's and you're like, saying. yeah, well, Hewitt's a gun, Kennedy's a gun, we've got Walsh, we've got Cripps, mate, we've got the we've got some players around here. All of a sudden Fisher starts to play well. Like it can turn, and that's why yes. probably we're so angry and frustrated because we can that's see exactly. why it can turn. I think you kind of nailed it. And that's why, like all the, the and you I think you might have said this at the start, and people are saying this, that they're not surprised that this happened. Yes. Will you also have been not surprised if we won by 50? That wouldn't have been surprising yeah. either. If it's we like, turned it sure, on and got like we're we were undefeated. wanting. Yeah. So. And, and what you're, the thing you wanted to see before we started like the game was a four-quarter performance. And we were at those two levels where it was genuinely this game, we lose by 60 or we completely dominate and win by 60. Sure. There was kind of no in-between. And unfortunately, it's gone the other way. And again, this is another could go either way. And it's kind of a thing I'm hoping for, but thing I'm frustrated frustrated with. God, I can't even speak at this stage. They've got me so fired up. Like, We're fired up. Is <laughs> that like maybe this is the wake up call we needed where we weren't dragging these wins across and like the uh-huh. playing group have to look themselves. But how many fucking wake up calls does this group need? How many wake up calls uh, does this coaching group need? Like last year, mate, there was like seven games in that season you could point at, particularly at the end of that season, that are wake-up calls. You had all preseason to sort this out, and we've come out and we're yeah. worse than we were last year. So, like, I, it's it's hard. I'm trying to rattle with where I am positively or negatively and to go into the negative headspace because I think this is where we kind of all are. Because we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not positive let's, just yet. Let's, let's head there. So let's go and let's self-destruct and let's Let me get check ourselves my and just um, do this. Some kind of uh, mental institution at the end of this because we're going to need some more therapy, but maybe that's what this episode is for. And yep, I need it. I guess we are going to try and fix a lot of this potentially at selection and build up later in this week when we do our build up episode. But what has got me into this negative headspace, and it's why I, I tweeted this at a stage where 
I'm looking at what, if you were to fix this simply by bringing in personnel, because that's kind of like the easiest way when you look at something, it's not, it's, well, what I'm working with isn't working. So can I bring something else in to fix it? I'm looking at what we're bringing in, what we can bring in. And it's not making me super positive, Lockie. And I'm not sure where you sit with this. So I'll kind of pivot to <laughs> you be before I go on my big rant because I've got a big talking point on this. But like we're talking okay. about a bins to potentially come in who, who's looked pretty good in the twos. Maybe a Kemp, maybe a Carol. Like the names that are getting thrown out don't necessarily excite me. Where are you sitting in the fix it with guys coming in or fix it with what we've got and, and how that mix works? Because you've said yourself <sighs> earlier, you need the mix changed. Are you bringing guys in? What? Where are you sitting right now on this Monday night? Uh, um, I'm probably going to lead off with a bit of a fence sit and let you yep. do your your thing. Because the, the one comment that I want to say on the matter is just kind of the, the social commentary around this. Where yep. You got like a record amount of questions back to your uh, questions tweet, which is great. We That's love good. the engagement. That's good. Good engagement. And, and so many people, and we do this sometimes, love to look at individuals and be like, why are we persisting with this guy? When do we give up yeah. on this guy? You're going to run through it now. Um, like for example, um, at what not, not attacking here, but just one example at Wombat Lifts. Um, I'd really like to hear your honest opinions on Zach Fisher. Substandard mm. efforts week in, week out. Why do we continue to accept this shit? I yeah. think every week on this show, we've said that we aren't happy with what we're getting from him. Yeah. But you cannot tell me that there's someone that we could bring in and we would definitely get a better output than what he's giving us. Yeah. Tell me the player. And that's what's hurting me right now. And, and this is kind of what we've been talking about. I think everyone can agree right now. There is potentially even five to 10 players that this season have not been peak form, what we expect. And in a perfect world, they're playing twos and someone else has come in the issue. And yes. I'll give myself a bit of a plug here. Um, I've, <laughs> I've been, I've been, <laughs> Oh, of course, mate. The head gets bigger by the day. If we're watching this on YouTube, I want That's someone true. needs to keep taking a taking a photo every week because by the end That's of the really year, good. mate, the whole screen's just going to be me. No, you're not even going to fit into this thing, unfortunately. But I've been very fortunate in being selected to head up one of the uh, seats in in what Pommy and Oz has made the uh, the oh the, um oh my god, I've forgotten the bloody name of it. Oh the selection God. table. That's a great you should have led this. We'll cut but that maybe, out. Maybe. We'll cut that out. In the selection table, which has <laughs> myself, Pommy, Paolo, and Lechdog, some great Carlton minds in there. I don't know how I've managed to, to sneak Legends. my way and you. into that one, but I'll take it. I'll take it, Lockie. And we're going to be going through every <laughs> Tuesday night. We're going to be going through these selection headaches. And so I've had to really deep dive into this dilemma this week because I have to make sure I don't look like an idiot. And my biggest issue is I kind of, maybe this is dumb, but I put out like the TikTok um, the video this week that some may have seen. So follow us at Navy Viral, Corner by the way. Of like the Simpsons meme where Homer's got the barbecue and it's Adelaide and then he looks down and it's a complete mess and it's Carlton. And it's like, why doesn't Lion look that? And trying to look at, you know, rebuild team, all of that. Adelaide look like what we want to be right now, even though anything could happen. Who knows? We might turn it around. It's a bit of a joke. Anyway. Yeah. Looking at this, I've gone, okay. Like if we're trying to build what 
I think the best of say like in Adelaide using as an example, okay, they've got the midfield, they've got, they've got some nice half forwards. Like how are we looking at this best players right now? And there were so many gaps. And so I was then trying to go, okay, who can fit into these gaps? A lot of it was that half forward and maybe a couple of midfield rotation spots. Those are my big dilemmas. I think defense, everyone fit. You've got options. It's that midfield, yes. small half forwards is clearly that issue right now. Mm-hmm. And when I'm looking at it, it's like, okay, well, it's Fisher and Silvani. It's maybe a Jack Martin. Well, okay, well, we don't like what they're bringing right now. Who can come in? And it's no one. Like it's Jackson Bins, it's Jack Carroll, it's Josh Honey, who we've seen. Who else is there, Lockie? And this is my dilemma where like, I would love to drop fish, chuck him in the twos and say, mate, mm-hmm. work it out. But who are we bringing in? And then does that disadvantage you even more? Because the guy you've brought in is going to bring a third of the shit that Zach Fish is bringing right now. <laughs> and even on that, while I'm continuing this, this massive discussion is like i've just touched on those high half forwards if you know i've I've said they're potentially not in the right areas but if we're not winning the clearance and the mix there isn't right we're not able to get that separation i've talked about the handballs to a guy under pressure we're not getting the spread we're not using the ball well in the midfield then you can you blame the high half forwards for not being able to get Mm -hmm. involved in the game if our midfield aren't getting it out nicely to the rest of the game to the rest of the players out there that half four position is incredibly difficult to play. If Cripper's fumbling a handball, he's under pressure, handballing it to Fish who's under pressure. There's no space created anywhere and no one's winning. So I think that the way we're currently playing, the issues that we're having, it's a flow on effect. Everywhere is not playing well because of the other. And I'm yep. not sure how to well fix said. it. It's, it's an issue. It is definitely an issue. And I'm not trying to say that that's fine. And those players are escaped from criticism because of that. Just another perspective I'm trying to throw in there because there's just you can you can count you can't count on your on your hands how many issues we currently have. Mm-hmm. No, that was a very well put little rant there. There's mm-hmm. not. I I think basically if I think about this team that we put out there on the weekend, I think that's pretty much the best 22 players that we have healthy yeah. right now that mm-hmm. we could have put in there. Like mate, like someone like Dow, I think is someone that could come in and has the potential to like put in a performance mm. or whatever that would be good. And we love we love guys like Bins. We're excited about what they're going to be, but how can you expect him to come in? Uh, like I, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to even do what Hollands has done. Mm. So, yeah, and I agree with you. A lot of people are look, pointing. A lot of non-Carlton people are pointing at Harry. Um. Yeah, that's not that's not where the big problems are for me. It's not it's not Harry and Charlie that I'd be pointing the finger at. Mm, and and you kind of segued a little bit to what I wanted to rant on a touch, Good. which was saying that you know we're we're bringing like our options right now are bringing in a guy who's never played AFL football before who's like what eighteen. <laughs> now this goes to a further dilemma I have currently with kind of the list and, and where we're at. And I mentioned this off air. After our Richmond game, I went very negative after we spoke about that. And I was trying to push that to one side. I didn't feel like it was worth bringing it up. And maybe this isn't the time. Maybe this is going too much down one thing. But (laughs) like with our list and with development right now, I have an issue. Like how Holland's, how Cowan have been playing. They've been been good. I have no issues with that. 
the deeper issue is that we should not be having to play these guys right now. Our list should be mm-hmm. further advanced that we are not having to play right. first-year players. These guys should be able to develop in the twos and have to bust their ass to get in. And that creates the competition. Zach Fish is having to compete with someone else. We've got those things. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get very negative and worried that all of this stems back to, and it's not just drafting, it's development. I'm not putting the blame on anyone because you can blame so many different people for this. And this isn't a gold <laughs> sauce, but this is that right now, from like 2016 to 2019, yeah. the development of the players that we've selected that should be starting to be those 23, 24, I think, you know, that kind of age group starting to become stars and really pushing into this team. I'm going to rattle off with the names of everyone we drafted. Yep. Tell me don't. if we've got enough from this group right now and that if this is potentially a list issue that has caused some of the kind of problems, one of the, the reasons. Let's go into it. So in 2016, Petreski seaton not on the list. Fisher. And then later on, and I, some of the later picks I understand. you got McCready, mm-hmm. Paulson, Kerr, all not on the list. Yep. 17. Some high picks here in Dow and O'Brien. TDK, Schumacher, and Gartlett. Or Gartlett, sorry. 18. Walsh, obviously, great pick. Stocker, Finbar, O'Dwyer, Ben Silvani. And then in 2019, Kemp and Philp with some high-range picks. Yep. After that, I think you can kind of give a bit of leeway to the Durdens and Carroll mm-hmm. to an extent. And then past that, I think they're still a little bit young to go too hard on them. But that group there, for whatever reason, not getting enough out of those. And you're not going to nail all the picks. You're never going to get it done. But I think at the moment, it's Walsh. And then you got question marks over Fisher and, and DeConing still. And then kind of everyone else. Yadow, O'Brien, Kemp. It's still like they're even further down the question mark of like, I don't even mm. know if they're close to 22. Some of them potentially even career done. Those guys not pushing into this team has caused us right now to be having to look at things. And it's like, we're forcing to play these 18-year-olds where we shouldn't yeah. be in this position. And I think if we'd hit a few more on these, whether that's development-wise or whatever, like look at the plays they are. They're the spot. They're the pace. Like you've got SPS Fisher. Like there's so much in that that's meant to be these elements mm-hmm. that we're missing right now, and it leads us to the point of like, what do we do at selection, and how do we get ourselves out of this? And yeah, I don't know. So I don't really have much of a point apart from that or a question. It was just no, no. It's depressing reading when you kind of look at that section, 2015 draft aside. I think it's a really good point, and I'm glad you brought it up. Because, yeah, I guess 2015 kind of masks it a bit. Yeah. And, and people point at that year and it's like, oh, look at that. Like, it's it's beautiful, um, which it is. Yeah. No, I, I've, I think mm. you've hit the nail on the head. Um, God, wish we had LDU. <sighs> It'd be nice. It'd be nice. And it's weird as well because some of those years... Again, but- yeah. Some of those, some of those, some of those ones we've even gotten guys in from those years. Like Setterfield was one of them. We've got Chera in, so we're still trying yeah. to bring those age groups in. But it's definitely a deficiency right now. And maybe that goes to another point. And it was kind of something else I wanted to look at, as far as what I wanted to see from this game. And it was intensity from the start. I wanted a hot start. We've been starting slow and sluggish throughout this season. Last year, Adelaide came out hot. It was gather round. We knew they were going to be up and about. 
people have been calling it their grand final. It was definitely a big occasion. We didn't come out in that first quarter. It was, look, basically game done. 38 points down. We had 67 less disposals, eight less inside 50s, eight less clearances, 51 less uncontested possessions. 12 players from Adelaide had more disposals than our highest disposal getter at that stage, which I think it was like five for us. And if you if you screenshot the disposal count at that, you had to scroll so far down, it was disgusting. Looking at this, looking at mentality, looking at all of that, what are you kind of putting down out to our slow starts? And like, how do we fix it, Lockie? I know I'm pushing all of these hard issues on you and I'm not necessarily oh, looking for that. answers. But even if you've just got some sort of ideas around this discussion, because... It's kind of frustrating knowing that we even mentioned, mate, this needs to be a revenge game from last year. This is the game that potentially cost us finals last year. Let's see if the boys have learned something. And like they didn't. Fogarty gave us a bath. Keys exploited us. It was the same shit that happened last year, except the Crows are better. So it was a bigger margin. Like what are you, mm-hmm. what are you putting these slow starts down to and the fact that we're not able to seem to fix the issues that, we should be ready, ready, hot to go and fix these these problems. Mm, I'm really excited to hear what your take is because I really don't have anything mm. aside from like, I guess like we, like we spoke about last week, it was like there was so, so many reasons for us to come out hot and so many reasons yeah. for us to be amped up. Um, so maybe it's the, the way that these, that this mm. group gets motivated. Mm. It's just not. It's just not there. And the revenge game. I don't know. Maybe that's just not part of their mentality, even though we think that it should mm. be. And in terms of how we change it for next week, no fucking clue. No mm. fucking clue. Because my default is to go. All right. What's not? What's not working? Motlop had a pretty yeah crappy game. I thought. Mm. Um, mid- midfield, there's something missing there. Let's start him at the first center bounce and just mm. and just see what happens. We're two big bodies, but again, that 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 could be even worse. So, yeah. how's that for Grim? <laughs> and that and that's kind Apologies. of the, the annoying thing of like where we're sitting right now. And and you nailed it earlier where you said like this could all turn around next week. The boys come out, give a response, which I hate that terminology because like it almost makes me angry. Of like you shouldn't have to give a fucking response, boys. Like we're past this. We're an older team. We should be better. And it's it's mentality. Like, I'm worried that we're scared of the occasion, that there mm-hmm. is something in this group Absolutely. that shits themselves when there is an expectation, when there is this, this is our moment. We've got a revenge for last year. Remember everything that happened. This is it. And we just freeze. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you fix to that. that. Because so. that's what's been happening, like you're saying. Like, that's what happened last year. Those big games, we didn't show up. We Those big moments, we crumble. We still... Don't a hundred percent know if if we're up at three quarter time or with five minutes to go, whether we can hold on, whether we've got it, and whether the coaching aspect of it has understood enough to fix this, whether the list has solved enough problems of on field leadership of fixing the holes in the game plan or whatever it is. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't know, and I wish I wish we did. And it's insane because I wanted the tackle pressure. And obviously we win the tackles because we didn't have the ball. Like that is exactly. obviously a factor, but it's, it's odd that we kind of, we had so many inside 50 tackles. We won them 17 to two. 
Inside. Now, maybe yeah. they're skewed as well because Adelaide was so efficient. They didn't need to tackle in their forward line. They had, there was no chance to do it. But, like, what? How do we have 17 that inside no 50 sense. tackles and not capitalize on that? It just seems odd. And I, I don't know how we're fixing it, but we really need to come out and actually do something. And yeah, it's, God, it's so, it's so depressing because all my head just thinks is like, is that it? Like, is this all we are? And, and I hope it's, I hope it's more than that. And uh, you make, I'm so glad you slipped it in there because there is such a, are we, are we just going to call it? Like, are we just going to call it? We're going to have a massive win next week. Like, oh. It's just it's just bound to happen. It's either going to be mm. that or it's going to be a 100-point loss. Like, yeah. how can... I have no idea what to expect. This is the furthest mm. thing that I have from clarity on what this team is. Um, it's insane. And mm. the, the other part of it, which is masked, and I was kind of trying to be optimistic throughout all of this, we could have... We could be zero and five. Hmm. We could have yeah. lost that draw. GWS could have not, Cogs could have not done that thing. We were sitting there in the stands at North being like, oh, fuck, it's only four goals now, even though there was no time left. Yeah. Anything could have happened. Don't get paid a couple of the free kicks that were there. Um, and you never know what happens. Do we get a couple of that? Does, did Geelong come back in and win that one? Do we make a couple of mistakes? And like, they it, almost did. I get you. I, I totally get you. And it's, it could go either way. And I'm hoping, uh, optimistic, glass half full on the table right now. Mm -hmm. I'm praying that while we've had some losses, some bad losses in maybe circumstance way, you look at last year, ways we didn't show up. This is probably the first time that we haven't got those goals back and made it look like, a oh, we just Mm -hmm. lost that one by a few goals. Oh, well, we were up and we just lost it. Oh, this was an embarrassment. And it was in the big, on the big stage. So many people yeah. were watching it. The media can come for us this week. Maybe this is that final one that this group needed, that this coaching group needed to go, okay, what we're doing here isn't working. We're not just scraping in and papering over the cracks. We're going for this. The issue is I, I wish we had done that previously. And I thought that if we could turn it around, that would be it. But like this has to be that line in the sand moment of we don't accept what we're currently doing and this can't happen again. Like I can accept a loss. I can cop a loss to Adelaide. Mm. I just can't accept it in the manner that it that it happened. But I guess let's pivot. Let's talk about coaching because this is another cool. section that people are talking about. It's probably the first time there's been a bit more heat on the coaching group and on Vossi and question marks. I was seeing people actually ask the question whether it, they were being super serious of like sack the coach or not, but it was questions yeah. being asked of like, is this the man to lead us forward? Like how are we sitting and feeling with it? I'll put you in the hot seat. How are you feeling with the coaching mm-hmm. group and and how do we evolve and kind of sort some things out at the moment? I think it's, I think it's definitely okay to be questioning it at this stage. Um, I'm definitely not fully off Fossey or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's no way that I don't think we should be at least sticking out with him this season. I, absolutely. Uh, there's just still too many question marks for me to be definitive on it mm. at all. Uh, how, can, how can I judge? Like, the, I can't say with 100% certainty that the, the game plan that he is envisioning 
and that he knows we can achieve with the right level of health and buy-in mm. isn't a premiership one. I can't, mm. I can't say that's not the case because there's, there's too many variables right now. So I'll, ha- I'll have to mm. look back on yeah. it once we've got a bigger, a bigger piece, I guess. Mm. Um, what about you? No, I, I think it's, it, it is probably, it's, it's not too early to question. It's probably too early to come up with For a sure. actual conclusion just because we you haven't seen it. enough. The, the questioning comes really from seeing what other teams are doing with lists that we probably perceive as less. There's definitely less star power to it and how other teams yep. are playing and how other teams of maybe like in Adelaide have seemed so good so far. And obviously it can, it can turn. They can fade away and be garbage the rest of the year. We can all of a sudden ascend and no one's worried about this game and everyone's thinking, gee, remember bloody what round five when we all lost yeah, our heads? That was weird. Like, it, who knows? But the questioning comes from that. It's seeing St. Kilda with Ross Lyon. It's seeing what Essendon are being able to do and get a scalp over Melbourne and play good football with a new coach and being like, why aren't we doing this? What is going on where mm. we started last season so well, the midfield dominance was there, and then about halfway mm. through that season, all of a sudden the midfield dried up. And then we've had a preseason and we thought so many little things would be addressed. We've come out and we're probably worse than we were last year in a lot of aspects. As we're saying that, there's a lot of questions. Things oh, aren't yeah. being answered. Things aren't happening. And so I think from that, you've got to question the coach because, well, okay, we're, and we'll talk a bit on selection, like Gov. Mm. Obviously, there was some injury that was getting carried there. He's got tightness. It's aware that something was going on. And, like, why is Plowman the guy in the emergencies in case? He should not be the guy that comes in for Gov. Would you agree with that? Would you have said, yeah. if you're getting rid of a, a intercept defender, it's Kemp or it's yeah. Dirt and it's someone it's, else. It's not yeah. Plowman. It for sure, so why, Kemp for me. Why are we making those weird decisions? I disagree and I don't like the fact that we tried to just fix the losing a Doherty, a halfback and run. And we didn't bring in a halfback and run. Like we didn't bring in a Chinkotta. We're not going like for like. And it's been a bit that way mm. with the midfield. Okay. Hewitt goes out. Okay. We'll just go with the same mix. We'll go with whoever's left. Okay. Kennedy goes out. Hewitt's back in. We still haven't replaced what we thought was that midfield piece. It seems like we're, and maybe I'm reading much, way too much into this. The kind of seems for me, if we had this structured plan, exactly how it goes, as soon as there's an injury, you take out and you replace it with the same person who plays that role. But at times it seems like it's kind of we're moving too many pieces around mm. and just hoping that the personnel can get it done. And then, yeah, obviously the midfield issues, is it structure? What's going on? We're not changing things up. We're too late to react to things that's going on. We don't seem to be getting the best out of certain players. The forward line mix, all of those things are issues and we need to sort it out. Like we want to play this contested brand, but our rucks stink. We're yeah. not fixing that. So how are we winning the, how are we going to win this contested ball if the ruck can't tap it to our midfielders? Like there's just so many issues and I hate to just sit here and talk so negatively on it because it's one week. It can change, but the evidence has just been growing and it's so hard to ignore What's there? Yeah. Riley O'Brien looked like a bloody oh. Brownlow medalist in that mm. ruck slot. Um, the, the only comment I'll make on that, uh, the, uh, the Chin Cotter thing I feel like is a little bit of a hindsight. Like for me, I 
I was happy with us trying something different down back. And I think it yeah. could have worked if our entire midfield wasn't so shit. Mm. Yeah. Three kicks from Hewitt. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I personally, I like the idea of us trying mm. something different down there to try and replace Doc, but it just meant that everybody else had to step up, yeah. which they all stood down. And then even on that, like, I guess like coaching decisions that you can question is like, why did Kennedy go to halfback? Yeah, probably wouldn't be. That to me, that to me just didn't seem to make sense. And it's, it's funny because I thought when he did go back there, like he, he did look okay. He did take some nice intercept marks, but when you weren't winning it from the source, uh, I can applaud them changing something, but it just seemed like a silly move to move him away from the ball and put him down back. It just didn't seem like the best decision that could have been made. And now that it obviously didn't hundred percent work, you can kind of, you can kind of question it. What What are you thinking with the, like the inner midfield mix? Mm. Are you looking for, are you calling for a Dow attempt? Are you calling for something different? Or are you calling for, mm. let's just keep running back this same mix Yeah, and just try different <sighs> things with the same players. I think that it needs some, tinkering some i don't want to go too big with it my first thing would be hewitt is either injured or he is the worst football i've ever seen in out of he's got to be injured either way i'm thinking it's an injury and saying out of the team rest Uh up you've got some hand issue you can't tackle you're not getting the ball you're no good to us doing what you're currently doing and i would because of that I would be wanting to try something different. Who's playing the Hewitt role in the twos right now? Who is that in extractor getting the hands on the clearances and whether he's playing that well and we think he's going to fix the problems because he's got his negatives. He doesn't two-way run. It doesn't necessarily yep. sort out everything. But what's something different we can currently do right now and and that you might get a you. similar output right now? It's Paddy Dow. And I hate to pull this thing because how many times do we sit on here going, he's not the answer, he's not the answer. But right now it's something different yeah. and I want to see something different because we've tried the same thing for half a season last year and Me too. a few games this year hasn't worked. I don't want Ed Kerno in there either because it's either Dow or Kerno that's going to be that player because you've got too many same players. I don't think he can do anything forward of the ball. His disposal's fucking killing us. I'm sorry, mate. Can If we've got an advantage, there needs to be a team rule that if Ed Kerno's got the ball, umpire... I want, I want Vossi to go to the umpire and say, mate, if Ed Kerner's got the ball, it's not advantage. Do not let him take advantage. Take the ball and strip it off him and sub him out of the game if he thinks that that's a fucking good decision. I can't stand it. He had the most kicks for us. Why? Most you kicks. should be handballing it. Oh, exactly. And then apart from that, because I think you've got Cripps who's a gun, who had a down night. You've yes. got Kennedy in there. I thought chair has been okay. I like Walsh around it. What I'd probably be trying to do mm. right now, you need your big bulls in there, but it's complementing them with other players around it. So I'd be yep. trying to get a different maybe mix at that half forward, whether that's your idea at the start of the season, getting Walsh a bit more high half forward, have him yeah. being that guy around the stoppage where you've got the bulls, but they've got an option to handball it out to that isn't an out of form Zach Fisher. They've got someone mm. out there bringing in potentially a bins to add more run, to add a bit of pace to Cause he's, he can play a bit of high half. He can play high half forward. I know he's a bit more of a winger. So you're adding a bit more into that rotation at 
half forward. It's a new face in there. But what the potential mm. of him bringing in is that he can go to the wing if you need to throw Hollands in there for, at a CBA, if you need to throw Acres in there as a different body, as a different something, yeah. to change things up, to change the rotations up, because that's what I'm trying to do. I think the bins is a potential option that allows you to pull a few different levers. That's what I'd kind of be doing. And, and whether that is a, yeah. a Motlop's in there for one or a Durden's in there for one, there needs to be more complementary players around it. And there needs to be an emphasis on you're, you're working harder. When we get that ball, burst. And yeah. I mean, the boys just need to stop fumbling. Like, I don't know what he's going on <laughs> confidence-wise because if yeah. that doesn't happen, like if we're not winning the ball, we're struggling to expand. So get better runners around that expansion and keep pushing it. Say, stop going to the ball. Stop all running the ball. Hold your lines and get that structure back. But I think those are the little things I think we can do, whether it works or it doesn't. It's something. It's something different. Because doing the same thing over and over again, definition of insanity. And I'm sick of saying it. Cottrell? If he, I mean, he's not, I don't think he's fit, but he's again someone that I like as a potential half forward wing rotation that can do something. Like he's that, if we yeah. had him, if we had Boyd, if we had these guys, that'd be options for me to push guys like Fisher and whatnot potentially out of this team as an option yeah. that you can trust a bit more. But you can only select what you yeah. got. And that's the tough position we're currently in. Very well said, mate. Very well said. <sighs> so I guess <laughs> touching on a few more things. They're obviously negatives, but what are some other areas that you think we need to improve, we can improve, that you're kind of seeing from this game, seeing from this season, that you want to touch on in this game that have maybe grinded your gears here? Before we maybe go and try to touch on a couple of couple of positives to kind of rattle this, this show off. Oh, God. I feel like you're going to have to take the wheel for both of these points because I think we've, we've covered the main ones for me. Like, and yeah. it, It's to your point about how this all could turn around so quickly. And I think we've even mentioned this on the show. Like, I, mm. I truly think a lot of this is tinkering. I'm, mm. I'm not at the tear it down like, stage. Like, I think that there's some incremental things that can happen. Yes. And I think they're the things that we've spoken about, about how our midfield's playing, mm. how we're delivering the ball inside 50, how our forwards are moving. Mm. Um, so what, what do you have? Anything that we haven't covered? Well, I firstly just want to say, like, that's the level-headedness I need on this podcast when I'm getting emotional, getting <laughs> frustrated with a lot of things because, yeah, we've said it so many times. We can turn it around, and I, I agree. I don't think it is blow everything up, sack everyone, get everything ruined. It's okay. We think we're good enough. Just little touches, and hopefully, hopefully it can happen. But the last couple, I've got two little negatives I want to bring up. Firstly, yep. tackling. I don't know what's happening, but we're just... <laughs> There's two, there's two things that slippery. have really, two things have annoyed me. One, we're just not strong enough in the tackle. We don't hold them. How many times is it like, oh, yeah. perfect. We've made the stop. They get the handball out. It's done. And secondly, the uh -huh. thing that I was, if I was a rich man, that TV in my living room would have been off the balcony. I would have had a lovely brand new TV uh, this week because it would have copped it. But unfortunately, I'm too poor to afford that. So... Cooler heads mm -hmm. prevailed. But if I see one more time that a Carlton player is walk, you know, approaching an opposition player with the ball, oh. and the opposition player 
like half a percent shifts their hips the opposite direction and we've broken our ankles and we oh, we've lost the whole Flown thing. past them. How does that happen? Like I, I genuinely cannot fathom, unfortunately, how bad we seem to be at judging players' movement. There was just too many passages, passages of play where they shifted direction and we were like, oh, well, he's through. And that's just not at a standard. And the other thing was just touching mm-hmm. on footy IQ. It seems to be the the underlying feature of a lot of this, but sucked into the contest. We handballed people under pressure. Our kick and delivery inside 50 is dumb. Our movement is dumb. We don't work. We don't do anything. And then to top it off, deconing. Tom, mm. Tommy, Tom, Tom, Tom. Sir. Go off, King. I don't want to see Radigalia out there. You want to play for Geelong? <laughs> Were you watching too much Geelong? What are you doing? Seriously, mate. When the ball's a there. a drive-by. <laughs> if the ball is <laughs> inside at 50 and you are on the goal line and you have the ability to punch the ball, I tell you where you don't punch it. I tell you where they, get, they teach you like first day of footy at Auskick. Hey, when you when the ball's here, there's about two places you don't want to put the ball. And it's this thing we like to call the hot spot. Don't punch it back into play into the goal square. And if you're going to punch it into the goal square, can you make sure it's not the one player that we all can't stand from fucking Adelaide, Ben Keys, with his stupid shit fucking haircut? We don't want to see him out there doing the fucking Rashford celebrations. I can't see that, Tommy. If there was a Hall of Shame this week, you were in it. You'd get my three oh, bucks for that. Oh, bang. Get out of there. I don't want to see that ever again. I hope he watches that vision, and I hope he did not enjoy the player re- oh. review of that game because it would have been pretty bad sitting there, hopefully. Mate, hopefully that, that, feels like, that feels like your second viral TikTok. <laughs> Clip that one up. Just me abusing the players at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what drives the clicks? Maybe. But. Maybe. Let's move on from that. Let's get some positivity in this. Let's try to finish this. For those that have stuck around through our rants, or my rants in particular, it was grim. But are there any little positives or anything that you saw from that game that you can go, okay, that wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen? All right. All right. Let me let me have a go at something here. Yes. Where could we go? What about this? Name a more underrated player. Than Nick, Nick Newman. Newman. Oh, I can't. Your I can't man. do it. I can't Your do it. Man. My best 22 superstar. No, he's, he's literally number one on this list. The fact that he yeah. shut down a danger man for Adelaide. Isaac mm-hmm. Rankin kicked a goal in about the first five seconds of this game, and that was it. And if you had said that before the game, I think I would have said we've won the game by 80 points. <laughs> he has not touched the ball. Unbelievable. Nick Newman has he's to so be... Good our best player so far this season. And I think he's very uh-huh. stiff that we don't do like a 5-4-3-2-1 or a rating everyone because there's a yeah. few weeks he's probably missed out where he would be probably leading our, our, our vote tally at this stage. Good call. But, I mean, for a guy that often gets spoken about at that age, he's I think he's just turned 30 or he's around that age where you go, oh, we're mm. moving past these players. He's been a bit of a somewhat fringe for us at stages. I don't think he's ever, and, and judging by me not having him dumbly, I'm happy to cop this one <laughs> in my best 22 at the start of the season. But mm. that's the thing. Like he's been in that conversation and what he's been able to do Definitely. so far this season, lock down that small 
defender spot. I mean, he is just unbelievable and playing some great footy. And I wish a few of the other boys in this team could uh, be a bit of a Nick Newman out there because we need it. Well, that's done me for positives. Over to you. <laughs> I got two more. I got two. I got a couple. One, Sammy Walsh. Came back and it was like he never left. He was one of the shining lights in that game. Obviously, midfield wasn't amazing, but I thought he was quite solid. And and for that and adding something different, the fact that hopefully, fingers crossed, touched the wood in this room, looks like he's gotten through unscathed. For him to do that in his first game back is unbelievable. And I'm just happy we've got Sammy Walsh back in. And the other one is just a shout out to Ollie Hollands. For a guy touching on the draft and all of this and what the list is, to have a guy who's five games into his AFL career, 18-year-old, for me, driving standards of intensity, of pressure, of work rate, everything you could want from a player and in a massive loss, there was about four people that could hold their heads high in this game, maybe five. I think Hollands mm-hmm. is one of them, and I just wanted to shout at him because he, in particular, it wasn't perfect. Yeah. I don't expect him to be perfect, but I thought – his effort and intensity when I wasn't getting that from my, our leaders, I wasn't getting that from Cripper, wasn't getting that from Weedering. Hats off to the 18-year-old driving the standards out there. Impressing. We're starved of positivity here. So I'm interested to know who your other head-held-high candidates would be. If you have um, them well, off the top of your head. I will, and we'll pivot and go to votes, and I'll say the last two. Love How votes. do you like that? I've given my best, my three votes to... Nick Newman. I've given two yep. to Walsh. Surprising in a, in a game where I thought our midfield was rubbish, I've given the one to Adam Chera. I thought he was actually <laughs> decent, and I think he's been decent this year, and I was hoping his game could kind of go to a bit more of a different level with a few plays in. Maybe that's the tinkering that needs to happen, but I thought Chera was was quite decent. And then the other two I'm giving, Ollie Hollands, and I thought Charlie Kerno battled hard. Like the entry that him and Harry were getting – the fact that they bail us out that many yep. times, taking those big marks where they shouldn't, I thought he gets a couple of goals there. I don't think he could have done much wrong. Nothing was his fault. Maybe, apart from that one-handed reach when we needed a goal, maybe that takes a vote off him there, running into the goal squared. It pissed me off a little bit, but I think he applied himself all game. Um, yep. I guess, yeah, I kind of want to see your three, and was there anyone else that you could say that if we were doing ratings... Who gets above oh. a zero? Because those are probably my yeah. yeah, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about Kerno like that, but you're, you're right. Like, like I said, I'm not putting the blame on those guys, and so I'll, I'll take your point there. I, I went three Walsh, two Newman. Um, yeah, but I totally get why you would have Newman first, and maybe this was a little bit of just I missed, I missed you syndrome, but I thought he gave a lot. <laughs> Have I missed him? Oh my god! I I had to lock myself out of Twitter because I knew Ugh. I knew what yeah. would be going down on there. Yeah, I'm stinking. Um, I I went one for Acres. Um, I th- yep. Like I I think again, like with, with all these guys, yeah, was far from perfect, mm. but I thought he was amongst it. Um, and he was actually just someone that was, I don't know, doing a bit. Yeah, but yeah, wings yeah. wings do not seem a problem anymore. Uh, I wish I let's go back to the days where our midfield was good, but our wingers were shit. Can we switch that up, please? Yeah, that I, think, I, I think that was a, a much better thing. But look, we'll wrap this episode up. And I don't know if this is positive, but maybe it can add yeah, a bit yeah. of laughter, a bit of joy to finish this off. It's everyone's everyone's favorite segment, definitely. Let's get ready 
let's let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the ceremony of ceremonies. Straighten your tie, adjust your monocle, and raise a pinky for the navy blue corner Hall of Fame. Well, lucky the ties are on, but in fashion that was this week, we're not doing things simple because the boys don't deserve me putting on the tie in correct fashion. For those that are, uh, are on listening to this stream, it's it's on my head. <laughs> um, I like it. A good pivot. Look, this was it was a difficult one for the Hall of Fame. It's, we're trying to bring a bit of joy, and maybe this is kind of the segment that we need a bit more. And I, I feel like we've maybe let ourselves down because. <laughs> I was out there and I forgot to ask. The, I forgot to ask the listeners, so I'll put my hand up there. I maybe didn't have the application and mentality that I should have this week. And unfortunately, unless you've got something for me now, I think Lockie, two weeks in a row, has not brought anything to <laughs> the table. Uh, he cops a drive by this week, but I'll put him under the pump. Oh, is, is that is that two ties? No, Almost I had looks to, like I it. had, just the one. I had to scarf up as well. I, oh. I'm feeling I'm, I'm a bit ashamed of myself. I've been so negative today. I still love this club and we're still going to win the flag. So it's fine. Unfortunately, the Hall of Fame is a bit of a negative <sighs> one, but maybe we can have a bit of laughter at it. I would like to induct this weekend, considering it's our only nominee. It goes straight in unless there's a big veto that does happen on your part. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, we'll see. <laughs> it could, it could happen. happen. Anything could happen in the Hall of Fame. It's, it's no mm-hmm. holds barred. I would like to induct this week calf tightness into the navy blue corner hall of fame because i don't know what's going on we thought that covid was a pandemic muscle tightness <laughs> may have taken the cake for that one because look i think i'm a little bit happy that we haven't called it awareness because if they trotted out the use of calf or hamstring awareness i think uh-huh. i would have deleted i think my phone would have gone up over the, the balcony, podcast. I think it would have deleted everything because calling something like muscle awareness is the weirdest word for anything. Because if they're not aware of their muscles by now, if Gov is not aware of his soft tissue issues now, then we've lost the plot. But calf tightness is there because currently, Lockie, I'd like to rattle this off for you. Go on. Mitch McGovern. I don't want to Jack know, Martin. Caleb Marchbank. All suffering from this condition debilitating condition called calf tightness now if that's anything to go by martin it was a test he's just a bit tight boys haven't seen him so far don't know when he's ever going to play again march bank calf tightness hey same thing he could be done he could be delisted i don't know what's going on and mcgovern he's missed one week it could be the season i don't know this calf tightness may be worse than an acl at this stage and to throw out the tightness even further Um. there's two more players in the tightness bandwagon they haven't torn it Again, it's just a bit tight, just a bit sore. I wish they'd torn it at this stage. Matty Owies is one that has the hamstring tightness. And again, we haven't seen him for a while. It, it's starting to push out. When's his return? I don't think the club know. Their injury reports are great. And then, unfortunately, the newest member of this is unfortunately mm. Adam Saad, which makes me nervy about the oh, selection man. this week because if he's gone down and we've had Mitch McGovern miss a week, how long could Adam Saad be out with hamstring tightness? But does the word tightness go into the Hall of Fame this week? Because I think if I've said it that many times, it almost has to be etched in. I think the guy writing it in on the on the board behind me has uh, has already got it on the board. I'll allow it. 
Get it in there. Nailed it. Is it like a like? I know that you like to play doctor sometimes. That's always your little fantasy. doctor. Okay, here we go. Is is this like a? It, it, does tightness mean well? We're not. There's nothing actually like. There's nothing really wrong. But you're telling me that it it hurts and I can't run. Is that is that what this is? Like, I mean, what that's is what the, is, is an injury. <laughs> what is tightness? Well, I mean, that's the that's the that's the question because you'd think yeah. tightness couldn't be something that is a more than a one week injury. Because you think if it's more than one week, it's a tear or it's a strain. Maybe they're just yeah. replacing the word strain with, oh well, it's tight. Yeah, because it seems it just seems Semantics. so. It's, it is genuinely the weirdest thing um, I think I've heard in football that it's been more than like a week thing. Like I, I've not like to to go the other way. I have no issue with them before the game looking at Gov and being like, he's pulling up a little bit sore here, pulling up a bit lame. I'd rather him not tear it. And same with Sadi because that is finally maybe a little bit oh, better right. injury management on the front of these players. But for it to now be. Two weeks, three weeks for a few of these plays is very, very concerning. But yeah, Can I don't know. Maybe they just need question. to suck it up, to be honest. Play hurt. Who plays first for Carlton? March. <laughs> That's good. As or out of just March Bank and Martin? Need to play again. No, sorry. Um, March Bank and Cunningham. Oh. Uh, I, uh, I reckon both are done. Is. I reckon both are yeah. done. But like I would, I would double down on both. Again. I would double down that both are gone delisted. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Wow! If with Marchie at the moment, that they've even told him. I don't know. There are no sources wow. here. I'm definitely not involved in the club at all. But that is just something Mate, that uh, this wouldn't is... surprise me. But I, if I could, if if you want me to get off the fence, yeah, I'd love because both I've thrown off the fence. It's it's Cunningham somehow. Wow. Okay, interesting. Um, no, this I is want, the time I, to I get this. I wish they were both fit and healthy. Of course. This is the perfect time to put these theories out there, mate. If like, Who's listening now? We're over an hour in. Who knows? Not me, clearly. <laughs> we know We know that Marchbank is at least real still. Well, I guess Cunningham played a quarter, didn't he? I saw, Where, I saw him out there. What is going on? What is going on? Oh, At least the shoulder's at the start not the of issue the, now. That's, that's at the start of the season... I think it was like, what's the most important thing that we need this season? Some health. Health. <laughs> what have we not got lucky so far? It's oh. not the reason why we're. It's not the reason why we played this game. But far out, we like we didn't touch on McGovern. Really, we said yeah. the Plowman shouldn't have been in. God, that man is so important. I know, I know we're oh, burying it and... seventy minutes in now, but far out. <laughs> Losing him and Doc does not help. They're just lead, on-field leadership and structure. And we definitely missed Gov's attempted ball movement. Even if he stuffs it up, his immediate thought is like, get them all moving. I want to get this going. And we definitely yeah, no, I love it. lost that. And it's when you don't have your best players out there, like Adelaide, I don't think they even have any injuries to a lot of their, any key personnel. I, I can't think of anyone they really have out at the any. moment. And that does make a bit of a difference, but there is still clearly other issues that are at play rather than just injury, but it doesn't help you in. I mean, if you, if you want to get into some strength and conditioning chat at some stage, whether it's his fault or not for the injuries, I would say right now that the way that we are running on the ground, the way that our work rate is, 
whether that's standards mentality or what. There's mm. one man who's out of contract at the end of this season that I think he's going to get shoved because of this. And that is Mr. Russell himself. They are. Because they got, mate, Adelaide, they've got Burgess. They've got the king. And we thought we had the king, but we don't, unfortunately. It's disappointing. Hugh, Hugh Bond has done his knee, and that's the only one on their injury list at the moment. So no, no. can you Bondi. recruit? Bondi. <laughs> Yeah, disappointing. But look, there's there's always next week. And if you're still listening to this one, we're going to try and be positive from this point onwards because this game's done now. We've had our rant. We've had our depressing chat. It's time to look ahead at St. Kilda. They don't have a forward line. Caminiti's decided he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, man. Forward. He's knocked out a bloke. And so we're ready to go. We're ready to exploit the Saners. Who needs Ross the boss? We didn't want him anyway, and we don't need him. Lockie, jump in, get the hype going. I, I just want to jump in. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt your final part of your thing. So I just wanted to say one thing about this episode if people are still listening. Because just a little bit of mini reflection myself. I I hope people aren't feeling disappointed that you and I are often try and be very optimistic throughout these times. And I hope people can appreciate that we're not just like we're keeping it real with how we feel week to week. We don't, yeah. we, we're not trying to give a, you know, a fake narrative where we just speak our thoughts. And so, mm. you know, a cu- kind of apologies if people thought that this was a, a down episode, because I don't want it to be that way, but we're just telling it how we feel. That's all. That's the clip there. That's the promo clip of the week. That's, <sighs> that's it. Cause yeah, I think what we've always tried to do, we always try to have a positive spin. That's what we have tried to do here in trying to still look at things somewhat realistic that like this could change definitely can change we got time to work on this it's round five we can still build into the season and fix it but we're just going to come on here and give our our, exactly mate we've only lost one game of the season and it's who cares it's adelaide away Ah, don't worry about it but we're just we can just only be honest on here and try to get some therapy done. And with that out of the way, we're looking forward to next week. We'll be back with our match build-up episode throughout this week. Keep your eyes on the socials. Don't miss out. I buried this one again, so sorry, Lockie. I feel like I did well at the start of the season, and now I've just I've thrown away any goodwill I had. But at Navy Blue Corner, like, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Follow if you are on the streaming services. TikTok. TikTok, we're on now. We're doing some memes. If you like Simpsons content mixed with Carlton, that's what I'm going to try to do. That's what we're going to try to do on here. And I haven't been paying attention to our Apple podcast reviews. There may be some Mm. out there, but if you're still listening, that means you're a big listener. That means you are an OG, a number one, maybe even a day oneer. Get on Apple podcast. Leave us a five-star review. If it's five stars, I'll read anything you say in there. Even if it's like, <laughs> Ian's a big dickhead. I'll be reading that live on there. Maybe keep it polite so then the people will look at the reviews and want to listen to the podcast. Yeah. But if it's five stars and you write something nice, I will read it out here on Love the it. podcast. I will make a promise to you guys. But that is going to wrap this episode up. We'll be back for that match build up. Keep your eyes peeled. We're going to beat the Saners. We're up and about. Who cares about this week? The Baggers are back. Cripper's going to come out with 40 possessions and 17,000 goals. The Baggers are going to Rock Marvel Stadium. See you guys next time.